I'm Jeremiah Craig. Thank you for tuning in. I got stories to tell and songs to sing. Now they call me a balladeer to find out why just lend an ear at me. with me a little while and I will promise I will make you smile. My name is Jeremiah Craig. Thank you for tuning in. Waking up two hours early can really make a man quite surly. But I could finish the book I was reading, so it makes it the perfect Tuesday lead-in. The Tuesday lead-in. That's right, I woke up at 3. I usually wake up at 5, so I can get to the bus stop. But I woke up at 3 today. I guess I got a busy mind, as always. And it woke me up much too soon today. I would have much rather have the two hours extra sleep. But on the bright side, I was able to finish the book that I was reading. Which is uh, the sixth book in the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. A Song of Susanna. So... And it's interesting, like, I didn't think it was going to end the way that it did. Especially with so much open still for the seventh book, the last book in the series. Well, I guess there's a, an eighth one, but from what I read, it's placed between the fourth and the fifth books, I think. And after doing some research, uh, readers of the series suggested that folks go back and read it last after they're done with The Dark Tower, which is the last book in the series. So I started the series, I don't know, this time last year, and I wanted to get all of the books done in one year, but because of book availability at the library and some other books that I was reading last year I just didn't get to them but I did get six out of the eight or seven depending on what you want to count so all in all a good Tuesday lead-in even though it started two hours earlier than I expected or even wanted. We have a good show today. We're going to have fun on this station today. I'm looking forward to this Tuesday because I have a lot of call-ins in the queue. Thank you so much, folks, for listening in last night after I signed off and calling in with your thoughts. I'm looking forward to getting those today. So we're going to have a good day and I hope that your Tuesday lead-in has also been nice, whether it's a cup of coffee, uh, 
a newspaper, maybe your own book. Maybe you got a chance to sit down and watch a short episode of a Netflix series or something. I just hope that your Tuesday is going really great so far. Here we go. Let's take on this Tuesday together now. Peace. Today in music. Today in music. On this day in 1986, Chuck Berry, Fats Domino, and Elvis Presley were the first inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's pretty cool, right? The first inductees, and what a lineup. Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley. I mean, it was probably pretty obvious you have Fats Domino and Chuck Berry who were huge players in the blues and early rock and roll genre and really paved the way for Elvis to do what he did with those genres. You know? And to have that lineup as a first one, man, uh, it was probably pretty obvious, like I said, <laughs> probably pretty obvious. <laughs> and you you got to remember that Fats Domino and Chuck Berry were vital, vital, and, and folks like them, vital to set up Elvis. You got to give credit where credit is due. Now, I'm not downplaying what Elvis did, his talents, his vocal abilities, his performance abilities. But Fats Domino and Chuck Berry really paved the way for that sort of thing. And that is special, which is why the first lineup for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986, Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, and Elvis Presley. Great picks. This has been Today in Music. This is for Jeremiah Craig, cause I'm here on the rig, I'm just stopping in, what's going on, it's Acapone, man you know who it is, Cheerio. Hello, hello, I am back. This is Jeremiah Craig coming at you from Seattle on a rainy afternoon. I am underneath a parking garage right now looking out at the rain, and it is a steady rain, and I guess it's going to be going for the rest of the day. A healthy rain, as a matter of fact. As I usually do during lunchtime, I walk around outside or stay still underneath the parking garage and take some call-ins or just talk about something random. But there's lots of call-ins today, so thank you for everybody who called in. And I want to start off with a continuation on the cringeworthy topic that we've been talking about. 
And I want to thank everybody for keeping this topic going. This, is, this has been a fun one to discuss. And continuing this conversation now is Elijah from E-Studio. Take it away. Hey, <clears throat> Jeremiah Craig. This is Elijah from E-Studio Radio calling into your station here <clears throat> about the cringeworthy topic. By the way, I love that topic. That's cool. Cringeworthy topic of movies that you've seen that are cringe. Cringeworthy, or at least scenes that are in that movie. So one, I gotta say, and it's not a movie, but if any of you have seen the show Fire in the Sky, actually it's a movie, but it was showed on a station long ago. It was uh, a couple years ago, or actually a decade ago. It's called Fire in the Sky, and it's based on a true story of a guy who was abducted by aliens, apparently. Anyway, in a scene in that movie... When he was being abducted and he was laid down by these so-called aliens and they were performing things on him and I'm about to get beeped out so I'm going to have to have a second part because I, I really got to describe this to you. Oh my God, it's cringy. So anyway, he's laying, this is a flashback and the guy that got abducted, he's, kept, he's found, but anyway, he's laying down, this is his flashback, he's laying down on a table, the aliens are performing procedures on him, all kinds of gross things and mean stuff. And down comes this extended arm, and it keeps on extending down to his eyeball. His eyeballs being, or his eyelids being held open, and this thing, this needle is coming down into. You know where it's going. It's going to go into his eye. So it's doing it really slowly, and it's building up the dramatic music, and it's just going and going closer to his eye. It doesn't show it go into his eye, but you know what it does, and that to me was cringeworthy. I can't stand anything being eyeballs being punctured or any of that stuff just because it's just gross it's oh my god i would never want that to happen to me so um that's it by the way see that movie it's a good movie boom you know i can't handle stuff with eyes either oh it's the worst and the fact that it was going so slow and you knew what was going to happen the entire time. It just sounds horrible, but I want to see it now. I do want to see that show or, or movie now. Oh, isn't it funny how these television shows or movies often use our own imaginations to complete the visual and we're cringed just from us imagining it happening from the build-up. Oh, that's, that is good production right there when they can make you cringe without even showing you the act, right? I know what you mean by things happening to eyeballs. On the new Star Trek, the Discovery one, the new Star Trek, the captain of the Discovery has fake eyes, and I haven't seen all of the episodes yet, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, it's just something that happened, so if you haven't seen all of the episodes yet either, this is fine, it's just a bit of trivial information regarding Star Trek Discovery. The captain has bionic eyes so he has whether they're some sort of uh, 
robot eyes or a combination of technology. I don't remember how it was described. But part of the upkeep and maintenance of these eyes is that he has to inject something into the pupils of them and they show it at one point and I'm just like, oh! And they do it so fast. It's not like a build-up sort of thing where they're just like, all right, we're going to do this thing. We got to make sure this is done. It was like, it, it's a chore for him, right? So he just wants to get it done and over with. So at one second, you see him hold this thing up in front of his eye. And the next thing, you know, the needle is just in there. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I can't handle it. Oh, I know what you mean. Stuff with eyes is not my bag either. Thanks for the call, Elisha. I appreciate all that you're doing. If anybody is listening who doesn't know his station E-Studio, he does this really cool thing uh, with skits and performance on a character he's called the Zombie Elder. Definitely check it out. Very entertaining. Thanks again for the call. Carry on. The other topic that we were talking about yesterday was what's working for you so far this year? If you have resolutions, if you have goals, things you're looking to accomplish, how are you getting there? And just what are the strategies that you're using? I put up a little bit about my agile strategy for music management and time management yesterday and I was just curious to see what's working for everybody else and if you're interested to listening more about how I use agile for music you can go back and listen to yesterday's episode which I believe is titled ballad number eight but last night we had a few call-ins about this topic so I figured we'd start off with T.C. Ray from Action 25. Thanks for calling, T.C. Hi, Jeremiah. Um, I'm chiming in on the subject of resolutions. And you know what? Every year we always say, what's my New Year's resolution? And I've come to the conclusion that instead of saying uh, being broad, and saying a New Year's resolution, because in my mind, that's broad, and people kind of don't stick to it, you know. So I'll take it in increments, as in, um, well, the key word for me is discipline daily. Daily discipline. So that's my resolution in a daily sense, not a, uh, my New Year's resolution, you know, because, again, that's too broad. But I'll I'll just say daily, just be more disciplined, you know. Okay. TC, you are 100% correct. I agree with you all the way. I mean, resolutions can be so broad, right? I mean, some people might say their resolution is to be nicer this year. Well, how? How are you going to be nicer? That is the dumbest resolution I've ever heard. (laughs) You could test their niceness out by telling them that to their face. (laughs) Seriously, though, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head with discipline, and that's something that was just 
uh, really focused on uh, in my house when I was growing up. My dad would always be like, discipline is everything. I swear I heard it like three times a day. You know, it got to the point, you know, you know when your parents are trying to drive home these lessons to you. And you're like, oh my God, I get it. Yeah, discipline is everything. But at the end of the day, you know, he's right. And the fact that I heard that every day and put that into my lifestyle goes a long way into making myself be able to take on new projects, new things, new whatever I want to bring into my life, right? Because it's all about making sure that you have the dedication to spend time and effort on it to really go all in and have discipline to finish it off. So I completely agree. I completely agree. You can make whatever changes you want at any time in your life. It doesn't need to be come January 1, which actually means January 2nd, because we're all hungover <laughs> on that New Year's Day. Uh, we, can, we can make these changes or decisions at any time. It just takes the discipline to actually go through with it. So, great, great call, and thank you for that TC Ray of Action 25, everybody. And next up, we have a call from Larry from the Daily Larb, also chiming in on the what's working for you this year so far topic. Thanks for the call, Larry. Jeremiah, how's it going? Larry here. Just heard your segment, uh, your question, what's working for you? Thought I'd jump in. Um, you know, recently, uh, I'm an advocate for um, the notion of the purposeful accident, uh, the plan of no plan, the just going into the day and seeing where it takes me. I do have some goals, goal, if you want to call them goals. I don't like goals, goal setting. Uh, I, I certainly don't set New Year's resolutions. Um, there's only one overriding goal that I have, and uh, really it's to um, try and stay in a good place and continue to make what I'm inspired to make. So I'm writing and I'm recording and I'm drawing, and we're not drawing too much because I'm writing more than anything these days, but I uh, might need a second minute for this one. So the purposeful accident is a, a, a notion I stole. Uh, I read it in an article on the Creativity Post. Uh, it was briefly mentioned. I can't even remember who wrote it. But essentially, the the, uh, the purposeful accident is uh, the process by which, in, in retrospect, the process by which you go out with the intention of making, the strong and purposeful intention of making something, you know, making whatever it is you're inspired to make and then seeing what happens. And it's energizing, it's purposeful, <laughs> as the, the, the title suggests, 
um, but you're not hooked on to any result. You know, you're just willing to see where it takes you. And that's my philosophy these days. Um, been pushing, be, have pushed in the past for too long and got poor results. So doing the 180. Hey, Larry, thank you so much for the call in. And I know what you mean. Pushing art is really difficult. Uh, I, I, I've been there too, and I, I love, I absolutely love the idea of this purposeful accident. Because that's how things, the best things, it seems like, come about. is because you are ready at all times to take that signal from wherever that inspiration comes from, and you are just ready to go at all times for your masterpiece, right? I, I, I love when I get the chance to do that, and I'll often do that on weekends. It's just like, okay, this is, this is a, a day to just focus on whatever happens, just to create. The only problem for me is that I'm not in a position where I can do that every day. So that's why I've had to put this sort of agile strategy in place because when it comes down to it, I have three to four hours every day after work or maybe even a little bit before work and on the bus. Three to four hours on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And in order to best make use of my time, I've had to put something in place to help organize it all. And as much as I really don't like doing that because it takes time to organize and throughout the whole organization process when you're trying to figure out how to best make use of your time, you're like, well, why don't I just make best use of my time right now by making something really cool? <laughs> right? Oh, man, that drove me nuts setting up this Agile thing. But after the first two weeks, I've actually been able to do more than to just come home and say, okay, so what am I going to work on now? I have all of these things that I have to accomplish. I have this event that I need to set up. I have these singles that I need to release. I have uh, this uh, collaborative music video game thing that I'm trying to make. All of these things, and then I'm just thinking about every one when I get home, and it's just so suffocating, right? Because you want to get it all done at the same time. At least I do. And I get overwhelmed. And then it's just like, wow. I get nothing done just because I'm so overwhelmed. So that's where the agile time management, project management thing has come into play. Is that I can say, okay, I'm going to set this side a time or this time aside <laughs> this time aside so that I can work on 
possibly having an accident during this time, <laughs> right? The purposeful accident. So as much as I would love to do it per day, and you are doing some amazing things with that strategy. Oh man, I am looking forward to this new book that you have coming out. Uh, the Artist Manifesto, right? That's what it's called? Uh, it sounds like you're doing some amazing work, and I looked at your sketch recently. Uh, I don't know if, I think it was the charcoal of the, uh, of the woman portrait of her face. Wow, you are doing some amazing things with that strategy. And uh, I can't wait till I can pick that up again when I'm a little bit more stable. I'm jealous, man. I love it. Thank you so much for the call-in. And I hope you have a great purposeful accident today. <laughs> love it. All right. Peace. Fast forward a few hours, several minutes, and maybe eight seconds. Hey, Jeremiah, it's Sheena Diane. So I wanted to chime in on your question about what's working for you in 2018. So I have a few things that um, I do to kind of balance my time and to do time management, especially as a work-at-home mom with three kids who all have different activities and classes that we need to go to, it's really easy for me to drop the ball and forget an appointment or something. So I have learned to use planners. I am a huge advocate for planners and I buy one from iBloom and they are a group of women, uh, they're Christian women who came together to help other women be able to balance their business. So it's basically for business women, but anybody can really use it. But these planners are really huge. So basically they have these little slots that you can put in um, your appointments every day. And it really just helps me stay on track. So every week, actually I usually do it um, on the weekends, I make out my, my planner, uh, my schedule basically for the week, or I'll do it and make my schedule out for the month depending on, you know, all the appointments that I know that I'm going to be doing. Also, what really helps me stay on track is alarms. And I, it's funny, I actually literally just did a broadcast on this exact subject on my work at home mom station this morning. So um, alarms help me tremendously, especially as a work at home mom, I lose track of time. So when I am busy either talking to a client or emailing people or marketing, I do timers on my phone, um, alarms that will go off to kind of remind me what time it is. I have to pick up my kids from school, make sure that the baby eats lunch, you know, and I even have a timer for when I get off of work because sometimes I'll just keep working right through. The other thing that I kind of said for my 2018 goal was that I was going to take some things off of my plate because the kids have a lot of activities that they do and also that I do. I do Girl Scouts with them. Um, I'm one of the Girl Scout leaders and it's really taking up a lot of time because it's not just one hour um, you know, to be a Girl Scout leader and you're there and no, you actually have to plan out your activities and what ends up happening is it usually doesn't get done until last minute and then my activities and stuff are kind of crappy and I feel bad for my daisies because we're literally doing coloring sheets every week and not crafts, but I just don't have the time. So one of the things that we are letting go of this year 
despite my girl's arguments are, um, is Girl Scouts because I just, I can't do it anymore. Um, I'm probably going to leave them in Girl Scouts, but I'm just going to be that mom that doesn't ever bring them. And if there's like an event or something, we'll go to that. We're just going to be the, the parents that just go to the fun stuff, which I know doesn't seem fair to the rest of them, but Hey, you know what? It just, I can't do it all. So I'm letting some stuff go. I'm trying to you know, lighten my schedule a little bit so that way I can focus more on my blog. My big goal for 2018 is to make money with my blog. Now, that could be $1, could be $1,000. I don't care. I just want to make money with my blog. That is my goal. And eventually, um, in the next couple of years, I'd like to make it my full-time job, which I know can be done. So that is what I've been doing to kind of balance my time. Wow. That was Sheena Diane, everybody. She's got a lot going on. You got a lot going on, Sheena. Jeez. I'm glad the planners and the timers are working out. Do you have those timers and alarms set up on a recurring schedule? Like, do you just set it up once and then say... Uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, those timers and alarms just don't go off. I'm curious because I was thinking that it might take a lot of time to set up all of those timers, but then again, setting up a, a plan at all takes a lot of time, and it's just sort of that cost benefit. Like, what are you, what are you getting by spending this time? If I spend this much time now, how much time will I get later? I'm just starting to get used to that. <laughs> I don't think you should worry about doing less Girl Scouts. And I say this from my experience because I was in Boy Scouts. And I used to be really into it. I wanted to go to all the camping things. I didn't even care about badges. I, I really didn't give anything. Like, I did not care. All I wanted to do was to be outside and learn how to be outside well with all my friends. But Boy Scouts was a little bit too easy. Everybody was really lazy. So that's all that we ended up doing was just going to the fun stuff here and there and then pretty much just go learn about out, outdoors and being outdoors and being with nature as a family. I think it was a lot more valuable. I learned more and got a lot more out of it. So, yeah, I don't think you should stress over that decision. I think that's, that's a really good decision. And the way that you are playing on... Anchor here and the newsletter and the what your website looks like. I bet you make some money this year. I bet you do. You know, especially if you're, uh, if you write all those posts, if you keep regular on those with, with, uh, with the planner and everything. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you start making a little money. Probably won't be that much at first, but I know that once it starts coming in, it's like, wow, this is actually possible, right? You know how that feels. So it feels good. 
and I bet you it happens for you. Thank you so much for the call, Sheena, and I hope that it keeps going really well for you. Oh, and everybody, side note, Sheena sent me an awesome intro song, okay? But you're going to have to wait until tomorrow because I'm going to use it as the main episode intro because it is so good. <laughs> it's so good. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But Sheena, thank you so much for that. And next up, T.C. Ray of Action 25 called back in to continue the discussion about discipline. Yeah, and thanks, Jeremiah, but I'm going to narrow in more on that. Like, I'll give you an example of when I, when I say discipline. Now, I'm a writer. I, I love you know, writing scripts and blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll wake up one day and go, oh, you know what? I have a good idea for a certain scene. I'll write it later on. You know what? I'll write it tomorrow. Then tomorrow comes, and nope, I'll write it, I'll write it tomorrow again. So three days in a row passes by. So that's not discipline. Discipline to me is make a habit of sitting down and doing what you have to do. If, if it's 3 o'clock every day, if it's, I don't know, 8 o'clock at night, and it's, it's hard to do that, but that's a start of discipline. Not, and again, that's being broad saying, I'm going to write this scene out, maybe tomorrow. But you might not ever do it. But if you discipline yourself to sit down and do it on a regular basis, that's a specific discipline. Okay, that's it. I'm out of time. TC, you put that perfectly. That was the best way to say it. It's about making a habit. And the fact that we want to write, then we should just do it, right? We should make a habit of writing. And every time I think about making a habit so that we are disciplined, so that you can create that discipline to do it, every day is Stephen King. And I, I talked about Stephen King this morning because I just finished the sixth book of the Dark Tower series. But in the beginning of some of those books, the prologue, he talks about the process of his writing that I guess he talks about in his book on writing, but I haven't read that. He says he creates his discipline to write every day, even if he knows that he's not in a particular zone that one day. It's not about the zone, right? It's about the discipline to actually do it, to actually write, so that when you are in the zone and you have the discipline, you have been writing, you are sharp to take advantage of that zone when you are in it, because I do, do believe that there is a zone. Actually, I don't believe it. I am positive that it exists because I love that space. And you're not always in the zone, right? So he, his, his practice is to create a discipline so that when he is in the zone, he can control it better and his work is that much better. I love the way that you said that because it is about making a habit. Even when you know 
you're not going to write the hit single. You're not going to write the tearjerker scene. You still do it because you're disciplined and also because it's a habit and you would feel really weird if you didn't. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call, TC. Thanks for continuing this conversation, Larry. The outside world is the inspiration, totally. The day job is the fuel. For me, it's the situation, I guess, and the emotions tied to a situation that maybe I don't really want in my life. It brings a lot of negative energy, and I hesitate to write negatively all the time, or even just two days in a row. I mean, every once in a while, I will write it, and I'll get it out, and then boom, it's done. Good. I feel better. But sometimes, you know, we have those weeks when we need to do more. We need to write those angry songs and those angsty little bits of lyrics or lines. There's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, I always hesitate because I have these thoughts and plans and ideas for things that I want to make. And the angsty and angry feelings don't exactly fit into that. But I think I just got to become more comfortable with that and just ride it. I mean, it's an outlet, right? This art, when you do it every day and, and like TC was saying, make it a habit then it is the outlet and it can be the punching bag if you need it to be. It can take that negative energy, but for some reason, a lot of times I just don't feel like giving it to it because maybe I put a little bit of uh, sacred territory on it. Maybe I blessed that space. Maybe I'm protecting it. And I wonder if you speak about that in the Artist Manifesto. If you don't, maybe it would be of value. I would certainly find your thoughts on this valuable. And anyone else's, maybe we can talk about that. Too, because I definitely would be interested in your thoughts on this. How do you deal with the emotions in your art if that's not the direction where you want to go at that one time? Do you follow those emotions? Do you switch plans and go for that accident? Or... Do you try to save that energy and suppress it, which doesn't really sound healthy now that I'm saying it. 
and attempt to finish the project that you have going and save that energy on another project. I'd be interested to see what everybody has to say on this. Because I was just thinking about it on my walk after listening to Larry. Because that's definitely what it is for me. I just had that realization. And I think it's time to just embrace it. Just be like, let's get fucking angry in this bitch. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> Let's scare little kids and grandmas already. <laughs> so I want to riff off of this idea for a second and make the story song of the night tie into what we're talking about here with this emotion sort of thing because I've been sort of struggling with trying to figure out how to make a living with my music. And it got even worse when I came to Seattle because Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, they don't have opportunities that other cities have for musicians. Simply put, the venues here don't pay. So that forces a working musician to tour and play a lot outside of the place where he lives or she lives which isn't a bad thing I mean I got to see a lot of the country which I love and that gave me a lot of the fuel to write more but still it came to be that it was more about booking the shows and the tours because I needed a ton of shows to make profit because I had to travel and I had to cover those costs so I had to book the bigger shows or play a lot of medium shows so that I could make a living and it worked for a little bit but there came a time when it was just about that it was just about booking the shows planning the routes promoting the shows, playing the shows, editing the video, doing all the marketing and everything. And, and then you're thinking, okay, where does the music fit into all this? Where's the new music? Like I'm playing all this old stuff. I haven't written anything new. And I was thinking about it one night and I finally wrote something down and I used my okay. angst for the area and the situation but also my love for music and the whole reason why I'm doing it it's for the music itself now this song is called voices in the overtones and if you're not familiar with what an, an overtone is in music you have the note that you hear most prominent say it's a a C note and then in that note, you can also hear the frequencies of a G note higher up on the scale. 
that's called an overtone. You don't actually play the G, but yet it's still in the frequency range of that C. So you can hear it a little bit. So I was thinking about that and thinking about how in music it can get to the point where it is more business than music, which is fine. But you still need the music in there. You need that support. So even though that C might be out front, that G still needs to be there in order for that C to sound good, to sound like a C. So when I had that realization, I pretty much just said, never mind this right now. Let's focus on the music and what happens will happen. So I, I started the new strategy, which I'm starting this year. And I, I was sort of playing around with it mid last year, but last year was my sort of come back, get your shit together year. So this song is called Voices in the Overtones, and it's kind of angsty and kind of hopeful at the same time. And hopefully I can get it done in five minutes because it is kind of long. Try easy, trying too hard has betrayed me. Men in the vanguard invade me. And with just a few scars, we relax and sneak past in the morning. Now the faceless, built on this bark to be graceless. The earth rolled as the logs to inflate it. With false empty throngs, we relax and sneak past in the morning. We were chased in to get in line for we race when we recall some sweet wines made with raisins and we'll drink it in time. We relax and sneak past in the morning. Oh, just as I noticed, we want age when we're young and youth when we're grown. Then played a song from home and I heard voices in the Zones. Yes, hello old friends, you've had much to defend Come in and dry off for a while Let's talk where to begin And I'll pack up my things and ready for every mile Thanking voices in the We got half as much as we half expected But we still took all that we could get We made it this far only half detected By all those old confederates We got half as much as we half expected That's why we always ask high With so much not even half elected It won't take long to wonder why we were pursued at the border called the Eye of the Controller Put our names in a folder and still follows us worriedly ha! 
away. We sang the old tunes that been waylaid by white heads with brooms from their heyday. And with no stocking moons, we relax and sneak past in the morning. We missed schooling and still showed up late for the ruling to be branded in hate by the drooling. Oh, but with no chain on the gates, we relax and sneak past in the morning. Ha. We thought at lengths as we listened to air and we gave thanks to a beauty so fair that it outranks and the hounding despair we relaxed and sneaked past in the morning Oh, just as I noticed the passengers blamed for a flight that never could have flown then played a song from home and I heard voices in the overtones, yes, hello old friends, you've had much to defend. Come in and dry off for a while. Let's talk where to begin and I'll pack up my things and ready for every mile. Thanking voices in the and small obsessions we passed on our tickets to the nosebleeds their mistakes are our lessons and it's cited in our own creed after little thefts and small obsessions we all agreed how the deal would go down in vacant dates and intentions we are only guided by the sound and the bells ring clearly frequencies fly freely and we follow the feeling to stroll right past the currency yeah. come hither rest past the wall just for shivers Ignore the loud call for quick treasures. They've come to us all. We relax and snug past in the morning. Ooh, I almost made it. That was the end of the song, guys. Thank you so much for listening tonight and today and tomorrow if you're catching up. I really appreciate it. And I've been having fun with all you folks on here. So I hope you have a great morning, great afternoon, great night, wherever you are in the world. Thanks again. Peace.